0: Like spiders and a flies, you are trapped in my web and you're reliving the same dream that we lived a year and a half ago.
1: Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands.
2: I'm back, back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is, this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties.
1: Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span.
2: Give me like 30 seconds, I'm looking for rhymes.
0: Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our. Oh, I didn't finish the intro. I didn't actually finish <laughs> typing <Ooh>. it.
2: <laughs> oh my Ooh, god! Extra minute. I'm, gonna, I'm just know. gonna va-
0: just gonna do it. And, and then t- sometimes t- t- you t- think ad-lib. you have a really great and idea ad-lib. and you forget to I, write it. In. I got it. Yep, I got it. We're gonna start again. Here we go. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives. Talk about comic books, video games, and how sometimes you think you're gonna write a really witty opener and then you forget to write it. So instead, you think hey, how do we talk about Morbius again at the beginning of a podcast?
2: (laughs) No, absolutely
3: not. Try again. I don't know how many times (laughs) you guys are going to try and start things over before you realize that I'll never edit it out. Like, I'm going to leave that first take in. (laughs) It might even be the cold open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Looking at my audio, you can see where I hit my head up against the microphone because I was so frustrated (laughs) with what I did. Anyway, speaking about professionalism, you know how sometimes you have an episode idea and it's so good and you think about it and you say to yourself, wow, it's it's incredible that we've never done this before. (laughs) (laughs) And then sometimes you spend like part of an afternoon putting together questions based around that idea and you just kind of continue to think to yourself, it's just really wild. We've never hit this topic. But boy, oh boy, this is going to be a good episode. (laughs) And then sometimes you tell your co-hosts that you put together the great topic and all the questions just for one of them to tell you that we have, in fact, tackled that topic once before, 25 episodes ago. You know
2: how sometimes that happens? You know how sometimes the, all three of your co-hosts tell you that at the same time immediately? <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, not important. Just asking how if that is a feeling that you're familiar with. Hey, today I want to talk about NPCs. Specifically, me and this group of deep-pocketed, flush-with-cash executives want to talk about how we can squeeze just, like, a little more money out of some of our favorite video game IPs. Under the guise of character development and what we would call, quote, robust world building, we are asking you today to answer the question, what NPC deserves their own video game? A question that we have been certainly confirmed, it is certainly fresh, it is original, and it is likely to not be
3: asked again in another year and a half at least, at minimum. There is part of me that is tempted to sneak this episode topic back onto our list of episode topics,
1: just to see if a year from now, Todd suggests it, like, you catch Todd with his pants down again in another year and a half, Yeah.
2: Hey Todd, for our listeners who also forgot that we did this a year ago, mm-hmm. would you mind defining what an NPC is, please?
0: Yeah, so uh, an NPC would be a non-player character. So you as the player in a game, you've got your links, you've got your marios, um you've got your, <laughs> your star foxes, uh anything that stars, exists fox. around those yeah. your star fox, your marios, your zeldas, yeah. Any of those things. Any any character, any being that exists in the orbit of that character that helps tell the story. That's an NPC or also known as a non-player character. It's really good. It's a pretty good type five.
3: I wonder how it compares to the type five from the last time we did this. (laughs) Okay, listen, I want to just get this out here right now.
0: We did a similar version of this question in episode 78. And... We will put that in the show notes. You can, you can check it out. And in the post-show, I've got a lot to say about it. But I'm, <laughs> <saved a bit. laughs> I'm saving my shame to put it behind a Patreon wall. Anyway, luckily for you, the Listers, I have brought for you the best and brightest to vie for these funds that we have in this boardroom to make their NPC game-related dreams come true. Presenting in this boardroom today... We have Kyle, Mr. Rossetti Harper, Matt, Annoying Fan Cole, and Andrew, the Robo Chows from Sonic Adventure that you hate when you bump into them, Henderson.
2: <laughs> it's Oma Chow. Their name is Oma Chow. They have a
3: name?
0: Yeah, it's Oma Chow. Oh, I'm glad I gave it to you.
3: I feel, <laughs> I feel vindicated. I don't get mine. I get the other two, but I don't get mine. <laughs> so Kyle,
0: obviously, Mr. Rossetti. These are three of the most hated NPCs per the internet. Mr. Rossetti, self-explanatory. Uh, whatever Andrew said is the name of his. Omo Chow. Also
1: self-explanatory. Omo Chow. I feel like we did someone was someone, Mr. Rossetti, someone, in in the last time we did this. I think. <laughs> I think that happened before... What is old is now new again. The real
2: debate, this is the deja vu we made along the way.
1: <laughs> anyway, Matt's, Matt's is
0: from is from Oblivion. Uh, oh. That is a character that once you fight in like the arena, this guy comes up to you and he has bright yellow hair and he loves you and he follows you around and you can just yeet him off mountains and he always comes back. Huh. This
1: is also giving me deja vu. Did, are these the
2: same three <laughs> you used last
1: time we did this episode? What if it is? It's
2: not unle- It's not. It's not impossible. It's probably the same Google article that he found the first the same time.
1: Aggregated list.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's the real joke. Is that the initial joke? Is that I done did an oops and brought myself <laughs> into these same questions, but now, like spiders and a flies, you are trapped in my web and you're reliving the same dream that we lived a year and a half ago. Anyway, welcome to the boardroom. Uh, <laughs> please enjoy your complimentary bottle of DT exclamation point HQ brand water and a
1: singular Andes mint. DT exclamation point HQO, you you could call it. The oh, water. that's so good. Kyle. Was good. That was
2: really good. Kyle. put it in the sticker list.
3: Damn. We should make water bottles. Yeah, <laughs> we should make Kyle the host this time. <laughs>
1: if you just want to change that was all my brain power so
0: (laughs) anyway so gentlemen thank you for joining me in this conference room that you've never been in to talk about a thing you've never talked about i have to ask what NPC are you pitching as the headliner in their own video game who are they what game are they from and you know give us all that good good background detail that you think is relevant for us to know uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and open up?
1: All right, Todd. So um, we have we have really done the market research on this game pitch for you today. Um, and we have concluded that the youths of today really, really like two things. And that is coffee and Animal Crossing. So we are bringing you today a game featuring the coffee brewing, cafe owning owl from the Animal Crossing franchise Brewster. We, we do like Brewster on this podcast. We have talked
0: about Brewster before, but we not sure in this have, episode.
1: But not in this episode. <laughs> so yeah, a game centered around Brewster, everyone's favorite barista owl. I thought Brewster legitimately, not a joke. I thought Brewster was the bad guy <laughs>
3: from Super Mario RPG that we always talk about how good his theme song is. <laughs> and then you're like, it's the owl from Animal Crossing. Oops. Nope. When we do this episode a third time,
0: someone's going to pick Booster. Booster. From Super Mario RPG. <laughs> well, we are excited to hear. <laughs> the, the energy we've created here is strange. I just want to address that today. Anyway, we are excited to hear about what Brewster brings to the, the titular game that he is behind.
1: Matt, what did you bring? Yeah, I don't have any more background detail. He's an owl that slings coffee. It's. And and fans love him. He's from Animal Crossing. That's it. Those are all his character traits. Well, Todd, it's been a hard few years. And honestly,
3: I think it's time we gave ourselves an opportunity to truly take out our feelings. We've spent a lot of time feeling trapped. We've spent a lot of time watching people less intelligent than us make decisions that affect our entire experience.
2: Much like how Todd has decided that we're going to do this topic again. <laughs> it's
3: the groundhog day of, of debate this. <laughs> We've literally been forced to observe suffering while we're trying to advance society through science and logic. And that, Todd, is why we have so much in common with genetic lifeform and disk operating system, better known as GLaDOS. Is, that, is what, that what the acronym is? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. that's what the oh acronym is. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, so for those unfamiliar, GLaDOS is the omnipotent, sometimes potato-based, sentient AI <laughs> that controls the <laughs> testing labs of Aperture Science in Portal 1 and 2. In a game that really makes you question how much awareness an inanimate object needs to be... Let's try that again. How
1: much awareness an inanimate... Fuck me. Oh, oh, so Matt will edit his screw-ups, but not Mm -hmm. Todd's. I see how it is. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. No, I tend to leave mine in there, too, if we're being honest. I'm just (laughs) lazy. How much awareness an inanimate object needs to have to truly be a companion, GLaDOS is an antagonist turned tritagonist who is well-deserving of her own game and a character we know gamers are ready to step into. Good use of tritagonist. Thank you. Wikipedia
2: gave me that word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll still give you credit. Thanks.
0: What's what would tritagonist like a third time
3: being the anti? Oh, all right. A a, a third antagonist. A third character Her, is the yeah. definition. Yeah. So like, not necessarily a protagonist, not necessarily an antagonist, but a third character
1: she's mm-hmm. not driving the conflict or going against the conflict she's just i mean mostly conflict commenting on the conflict so yeah well especially yeah. in the, the second one yeah well she baby she's getting her own game she's getting her own game we're here to talk
0: about it today i'm excited to see what you bring knowing that i believe glados tried to kill us in the first one so doesn't matter <laughs> That is a a promising way to end this part of the presentation.
2: Andrew, why don't you go ahead? He may seem a little frosty on the outside, but don't let him fool you guys. This space station mall cop turned space vigilante won't hesitate (laughs) to fire a sniper rifle bullet straight through your heart. Among Mass Effect's rogues gallery of war criminals, sex vampires, intergalactic space wizard assassins, and TV Seth Green, Garrus Vicarian <laughs> stands out as one of the most iconic squad members and therefore most deserving of his own spinoff. So for anyone who hasn't played Mass Effect, Mass Effect Trilogy as I'll refer to it, because we're not going to talk about Andromeda today, um, we first meet Garrus in Mass Effect 1 aboard the Citadel, which is this massive space station in the center of the like allied space Whatever the the world that it kind of sits as the capital of this universe, so kind of like um, the Jedi home world in Star Wars,
1: or whatever. Your Coruscant, or your your, your Coruscant, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Garris
2: is first introduced as like a detective in CSEC, which is uh, the the police uh, force of the Citadel. But after and after hap- helping him track down a lead about the game's big bad, Garrus tells us he's leaving CSEC because he's fed up with all the bureaucracy and red tape. We recruit them to our team because we're Shepard and the law doesn't apply to us because God damn it, we get results. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the entirety of Mass Effect 1 is, God damn it, Shepard, you get results. <laughs> <laughs> Later in Mass Effect 2, as we're going through and collecting new, new squad members for Michael Douglas's suicide mission, we hear of a mysterious vigilante named Archangel who's just been icing crime lords up, up and down across the galaxy. To find out, it's our old buddy Garrus who's just straight up doing a Hawkeye, <laughs> he's doing a Ronin. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, so we catch him up, we catch up with him, and we bring the band back together, and then we kamikaze a spaceship into a mass of Reapers, which are like these, like you know, eternity aliens that live on the, the edge of the known universe. And they all like Voltron together to form Galactus, basically. Mass Effect 2 is a weird game. Um, we we run into Garrus yet again on the surface of a planet who, and he's being gunned down by alien invaders. Um, he was sent there as a military consultant and is the only survivor of this attack. So we high five Garrus and he hops on the ship and we do one last rodeo into the sunset. Now, there are a lot of interesting characters that you can recruit in Mass Effect. That's kind of the appeal of the game. But I would say no one is as loyal as skilled and just absolutely seething with raw sex appeal as Garris <laughs> Vicarian. There it is. <laughs> Sit on that last point for just a second.
1: Andrew, this sounds like a great space vigilante adventure romp you're setting up. Certainly not something weird and horny at all.
2: It's (laughs) definitely not going to be weird and horny. And you can be rest assured that the rest of the developers were not also not weird and horny because he is only one of two party members that you can recruit in all three games. And I think that speaks for itself. And there's nothing weird and horny about that. Let's move on. (laughs)
0: I think you can romance, you can romance, recruit and romance through every, yep, that's, and you
2: should, can and should. And you should, and you should, um, iconic, or uh, just like, notoriously one of the better romance options.
3: I don't have anything to say, I, you were just kind of looking at me, Todd, but. I, you know. I was, I just wanted to leave that out there so that even the <laughs> listeners
0: can think about what they think about that statement. Well, I have to say, these all sound like very promising, fresh, original NPC ideas. Let's talk about the game itself. So go ahead. So tell us this boardroom of stuffy shirts and ties about this game. What is the premise of your game and what should we expect expect with this game? And also go ahead and
1: give us the name of the game as well here when you finish this pitch. All right, Todd. So, um, like I said, a lot of market research has gone into this and we have found that gamers really want the return of couch co-op games. So our, new game featuring brewster is going to be a kitchen sim where you fill orders track inventory uh, customer satisfaction wait times etc etc all the nice uh, day-to-day operations of running a coffee shop gamified and set to a very fast frustratingly short timer (laughs) a la you're like mama's (laughs) kitchen or overcooked type games Um, and it's gonna feature all of your favorite Animal Crossing characters coming in for their daily cup of coffee or their afternoon pickup or just like a sweet bakery treat to uh, to round out their day. And the premise of the game is that cafe owner Brewster got his big break, got that sweetheart investor and is finally able to move his coffee shop out of the museum's gift shop or city halls, annex or wherever it is, and set up his own shop and eventually franchise it, in Brewster's Millions. (laughs) Can you explain to the audience why that's funny, what you just
3: did? I legitimately don't get it, and I'm a little embarrassed.
1: Brewster's Millions is also the title of a 1985 comedy starring Richard Pryor that has nothing to do with with coffee or owls or Animal Crossing. Nothing at all about it, no. Um, it's like an adult cultural, you know, Cultural of...
2: Touchstone, 1985
1: <laughs> 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 There's Millions. Yep, yep. It's just an adult... That movie is just an adult version of uh, Disney's Blank Check. I hijacked the name oh, for my, okay. for my mm-hmm. cooking sim with starring a cartoon owl. So,
2: yeah. I have two thoughts. One, it's kind of amazing that this doesn't already exist. Because, uh, like, right. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Animal Crossing Diner Dash feels to be like just set in the pantheon of nintendo mobile games yeah you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and two i remembered that we did talk about brewster before the last time you brought him up (laughs) kyle you had him trafficking cocaine
3: yeah that's what it was
1: yeah he killed mayor tortimer yeah is what it was (laughs) that's the the third act reveal is that his (laughs) name did not not come from a sweetheart investor but in fact his cocaine money he's laundering his cocaine money through this franchise (laughs) um quick question from one of the one of the boardroom investors
0: uh you referenced the game overcooked which i think everyone has probably played at some point Mm -hmm. will your game go from fun to infuriating in a heartbeat
1: without without any warning um it comes with an extra controller because you will throw your first one out the window Mm. yeah it'll be an
0: unassuming switch and it'll just happen yep
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: Appreciate that. Good good to know.
3: <laughs> Matt, what about you and GLaDOS? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Todd, it's really kind of crazy how much we as a people have in common with GLaDOS. And after, I mean, let's call it what it is, nearly a decade of constant societal trauma, we as a people deserve to blow off some steam. Ding. So please allow me to pitch the hot new game coming to steam this summer got it genetic life form and disc operating system colon keeping in line lovable characters has always meant better enduring realities or for short glados colon kill chamber <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to i was trying Great. to keep yeah, I, kept following I, the acronym <laughs> and
2: i i got to kill and i couldn't figure i couldn't finish very good.
3: In this slice of life simulator, you'll step into the central AI chamber of Aperture Labs to create fun little tests for your test subjects. We'll meet right in the middle of Lemmings, The Sims, and Roller Coaster Tycoon as you create, fulfill, and violently murder characters from beginning to end. It all begins in the Sentient Pawn Awakening World Neuralizer Room, or the Spawn Room. Where you can toy with our robust character generator and create a new test subject. You'll then create simple tasks for them to complete such as moving across bridges, redirecting gunfire, and launching heavy crates through space and time. Sit back, relax, and watch your creations come to life. But make sure to keep an eye on your test subject's morality meter. You'll want to make sure that stays low by implementing fun quotes like, you're a bitter, unlikable loser, and your passing will not be mourned. (laughs) And the birth parents you are trying to reach do not love you. (laughs) Finally, you can present your test subjects with cake, or what we refer to as carefully, accurately, kill everything, and start a new game. Nice. Is this just acronyms the game, Matt? (laughs) Uh this is Acronym's the pitch that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Can you hit us with that what what came after GLaDOS in the name again that spelled kill chamber?
3: One more time? Yeah, definitely. Keeping in line lovable characters
1: has always meant better enduring realities. Hmm. It sounds like a bad a bad like translation from from Japanese to English to Korean back to English. Like
3: it, Frankly,
2: it sounds like a kingdom hearts title.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I was going to say an AI generated fortune cookie, but yeah. I mean we all got there. Yeah. Listen, you come up with a better acronym for kill chamber. <laughs> nope. Won't do it. <laughs> Impossible. D- d- unpo- yeah. Uh
0: my question, my question Matt, have you played any of the Portal games? Yeah, I have. Cuz like this is this hit that Oh Matt, yeah. those notes.
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really love Portal Two. I've never played Portal One, but I've watched Portal One, and I have Less played Portals. Portal Two. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I really like these games, and I like the the lore. I fell down a bit of a rabbit hole this afternoon, if <laughs> we're being
0: really honest. <laughs> well, we so far have two very different energies. We have a, a coffee cafe simulator with friends, <laughs> and um, really just all of the darkest points of computer games in the 90s slash early 2000s of lemmings roller coaster tycoon and the sims bundled <laughs> into this andrew what uh what do you have for us with everyone's favorite internet boyfriend Garrus vicarian
2: well i hope you guys have packed your bags because we're going on a weird horny adventure <laughs> today boys
1: uh, Gross. you told you to us it wasn't a, a weird horny adventure <laughs> so, <laughs> so as
2: i noted before We, as Shepard, the main character Shepard of Mass Effect Trilogy, were able to recruit Garrus to our team in all three games. So, you know, I've played Mass Effect. I think Todd's played Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Kyle and Matt have heard of Mass Effect. Those of us that played Mass Effect have seen Garrus fight thousands of times. We get it. Garrus is a crack shot. That's his thing. I've clicked enough heads. I've blown up enough droids with Garrus. I don't need another game to confirm his fighting prowess. But there is one thing I never got to do with Garrus, and that's because I played as a male (laughs) Shepard. And that's romance So to remedy that, I'm going to give everyone who is locked out of dating Garrus like me, because they didn't play as female Shepard, I'm going to give them a second chance to have the single greatest experience the Mass Effect trilogy has to offer.
1: By directing them to the new game uh, <laughs> selection option on the Mass Effect <laughs> home screen yes
2: <laughs> by not having to do that and sit through 60 hours of mass effect because i refuse to play that game a second time yep. i present to you gentlemen of the probably jury a dating simulate <laughs> simulator starring Gareth vicarian a lucky in life but <laughs> unlucky in love space vigilante who's just fine trying to find his one special someone out there in the wide expanse of the universe screw canon deaths we're bringing all the party members back to this Caden <laughs> and ashley they're both there both of them live We've got Rex, we got Liara, Tali, Morden, Freddy Prince Jr., Legion, Miranda, (laughs) and even Seth Green's sex robot. They're all there, and you can romance all of them, every single one of them.
1: And they all and they all have a flirty summer summer outfit. You can pay fifty. They all have summer DLC. Line. God damn it! <laughs> and we're not we're not doing any of this.
2: Like only Liara can have a same sex relationship. Become because I sorry have telepathic sex in a psychic brain prison nonsense. Everybody can bang everybody. It's done <laughs> because Garrus has evolved past boring heteronormativity, and everyone is welcome to this club, cranium. <laughs> now. Gameplay wise, it's going to look a lot like the everyone's favorite map portions of Mass Effect 1 and 2. You know, the parts where you're not actually playing the game, but you're just like, you're in a menu screen, you're going through the different planets. It's like, yeah, that. <laughs> we're going to pull that gameplay. <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to control Garrus, who's going to navigate from planet to planet and kind of like Mass Effect 1, you can explore smaller planets, you can mine resources or find rare goods. But really, you're just going to use those to buy presents for your people because you're going to go to then the larger planets like Novaria or Vermeier, and you can run into party members from the trilogy and make sure you decide early who you want to date, because there are 25 possible endings and three secret bonus endings based on which of the iconic characters you want to match Garrus up with. Like I said... Gang's all here, folks. You got 18 (laughs) squad members to choose from and two Shepherds. That's right. We've got male shepherd. We got female shepherd. Fuck it. They're all there. We've also got Seth Green's Joker. We've got Saren, the big bad from Mass Effect 1. We've got Michael Douglas, a.k.a. The Elusive Man from Mass Effect 2. And even we've got some alliance leaders thrown in there, like Lieutenant Anderson, who's a big character, and Dr. Shockwash. She's another character in the game. But if your Garrus is really looking for some strange, why not try your hand at unlocking one of the three secret endings featuring some of the non-playable races, like the Elcor, the elephant people that don't have mouths. Or, or the Volus, who are basically mole rats. Mole people in jumpsuits. Mole rats who live inside the sun. And my personal favorite, the Hanar, who are 12-foot-tall jellyfish who speak in telepathy.
3: I don't like the <laughs> sentence if your Garrus is really looking for some strange.
1: I yeah. hated that. Andrew, will there be will there be an alternate reality Garrus that your Garrus can also romance? A time-displaced Garrus Kyle. Kyle, don't skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put a bow
2: on this. Coming to a Steam Deck slash undocked Nintendo Switch near you, I present Mass Effect Chronicles colon from Garrus with love.
1: <laughs> I,
3: man. God damn it. Uh,
1: what are we doing here? Rated M for mature. We're doing bad movie puns apparently this this whole episode. I have so much to say
0: about what you said. Like me, Todd. Me, yeah. Todd who enjoys yeah. Mass Effect, the first 3 at least. Todd who who also enjoys watching Love Island and Bachelor yep. in Paradise, which is yep. this is just that in space with Garrus. Yeah. Counting all 3 of the trilogy <laughs> games, I don't
2: think there are 25 endings. So the fact 25 went- <laughs> No, 25 different there's 25 endings for each character, one ending for each character. It's a dating sim.
0: I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> they made three AAA games that combined didn't have 25 endings.
2: Yeah, they had three, and you could pick between red, blue, and green. <laughs> They're not all super amazing
1: endings, Todd. Yeah. It's, it's no. variations yeah. on, and they lived happily ever after. Like, right, it's, so the
2: 25 it's... endings in this game is we're bringing more colors into the fold. Now we've got yellow and purple and gold <laughs> and chartreuse. That was a joke for nobody but the three people that remember the ending of Mass Effect 3. Anyway, yeah. I see mm-hmm. the rest of my time for questions.
0: Looking around the board, specifically, no one is asking any questions. Um <laughs> in fact, they they're all looking up picture, fan fiction pictures of Volus just to see what that looks like.
2: Uh that's fine. I will I will let them do that.
0: Well, so far, all of these ideas sound like they are really ready to go to market, I think. They are all
2: equally (laughs) ready to go to market, thank you. All
0: equally able to be marketed to a wide audience. And, you know, frankly, we're here to make money. And since we're really trying to juice the sales for Holiday 2022, we're going to need an incentive for those sweet, sweet non-refundable pre-orders that people used to clamor for and we're bringing them back. So I need you to tell me... What special item, cosmetic, feature, download, etc., becomes available day one when people give us that good, good money early
1: in pre orders? Well, Todd, you mentioned making money, and almost no corporation knows how to make money better than the Starbucks brand. Uh, that is why Brewster's Millions is doing a tie in pre order event with Starbucks, where if you pre order Brewster's Millions, you will get a voucher for a free promotional drink with Starbucks, the Brewster's beverage, that your barista totally will not wish for your death every time you order it going forward. (laughs) When you redeem your voucher for your Brewster's beverage, you will then be given a voucher from Starbucks with a code that you can put into your copy of Brewster's Millions when you finally install or download it that will give you the Starbucks cafe set to decorate your... Brewster's Cafe with in-game, because obviously collectible uh, decorations will be a large part of Brewster's Millions. In addition to all of the cosmetics and the the free drink, you are also going to be able to tie your Nintendo account to your Starbucks account. (laughs) Oh, God. As you mark achievements in Brewster's Millions, you will be rewarded with Starbucks rewards points that you then can redeem in cafe for more free beverages and or delicious treats.
2: God, that's like a sinister version of the recent uh, TMNT Game Shredders Revenge
1: offering free pizza coupons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the
2: bad version. Yeah, it's a real thing. This is a bad version of that.
1: I hate to tell you, Andrew. That's also probably the bad version of of that. Like the, the <laughs> pizza hut <laughs> is version no is version. also probably bad. Yeah, yeah. That's my tie-in. That's my tie-in. Big big brand deal with Starbucks. If you play Brewster's Millions,
2: sometimes art imitates life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> two two things. Um, when a person redeems their code, is this just a a lot of pieces of paper? Is it just slips of paper that they're carrying around with codes, or do they need to bring their Switch into Starbucks so that Starbucks
1: can scan a QR code on their Switch? You know, Todd, originally it was just pieces of paper and card stock, but um, I think you're on to something here. Because if they bring their Switch into Starbucks, then they're more likely to stay in Starbucks for an extended period of time, thus ordering more drinks. So we we are going to meet back with the team and figure out how to make that happen. I so badly want to see someone pull
0: a full-size Switch out of some cargo pockets just to aim a QR code at the scanner at a barista's <laughs> counter.
3: Well, I'd have to imagine you'd be able to access those QR codes on your phone, but probably only through the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app. You want to talk more
1: about that? The famously not problematic or buggy and always working Nintendo Switch Online app. Yes. <laughs> The
0: the other CEOs here in the room have actually just drawn a circle with arrows leading from Animal Crossing to Starbucks with dollar signs, and yep. it's just a loop. It's, it's an ouroboros just, It's
1: just a loop, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, they're they're pretty excited about that. The line only goes up <laughs> <laughs>
0: while while, ever, while everyone overwhelmingly feels more down the entire time. Uh, Matt, what about you? What about your
3: your Glados uh, Kill Chamber game? Yeah, of course. See, we want our day one sales to be off the charts, and that's why we are offering pre-order rewards, both in-game and in real life. See, we'll be releasing DLC voice packs for GLaDOS Kill Chamber throughout the game's life. You can put these skin packs to work over top of GLaDOS's normal voice. Now, Let me be clear, this is kind of a cash grab, so it's not going to be the original voice of GLaDOS in GLaDOS's Kill Chamber. However... If you pre-order in the next six months, you'll get access to the Some Unfortunate Cheap Knobs Even Recorded Sound Pack or the Sucker Pack. (laughs) This pack will include a voice skin of original GLaDOS voice actress Ellen McLean, as well as famous voice actor and everyone's favorite Italian plumber Chris Pratt and former Creed frontman Scott Stapp. But wait Todd There's more If you pre-order this game And order the Founders Pack Or what we call internally Fucking obviously you Neanderthals Demanded edgy realistic stuff pack You'll be mailed a real life potato It comes with some plastic attachments That look like GLaDOS But it's literally just a potato How neat (laughs)
0: i'm so mad i'm so mad sorry to step out i I know i know i know i know
1: subway you made the sandwich i know i know and i yeah
0: and i'll sit here and i'll smell the smelly mayonnaise with everyone else i here's the thing i'm mad because inadvertently what i've done here is i've vented out my own frustrations with those old cash grab early pre-orders and everything you've said is so real like Mm -hmm. i'm so mad because yeah someone would send a potato to
1: someone and the internet would go wild over it you asked for three different versions of horse armor and you got it todd (laughs)
2: did (laughs) Did you ever get that bag from fallout 76 by the way or did that never come in no no
0: no i didn't i didn't order that that edition i was not that person there's no no way He's still waiting on the plate from Skyline, though. <laughs> That's, that is not... That Save it for the post-show. Um, well, it seems as though we've asked everyone in the room for the answers that we wanted hey, to Todd, hear to this question. I, was
2: like, it's still my, I think it's my turn. I'd like to go now.
0: Uh, no one in the room is making eye contact with you, Andrew. That's but because contract- I've taken
2: my shirt off. <laughs>
0: But I have to say, we can't stop you from from speaking right now.
2: No, you cannot. And now I'm going to speak. So, gentlemen, Mass Effect Chronicles, colon, from Garrus with Love, is going to offer longtime fans of the series tons of additional content for a nominal fee. Anyone that pre-orders the standard game will immediately unlock Mass Effect Chronicles, colon, from Garrus with Love, colon, Day One Edition, which will include, as Kyle very, very expertly theorized, the Summer Adventures pack. (laughs) There
0: it is. (laughs) This is the Dead or Alive Beach volleyball
1: of Mass Effect, isn't it? It's the everything, Todd.
2: It's the every Fire Emblem has a summer DLC pack of Mass Effect. That's what this is. So we're going to get the Summer Adventures skin for Garrus, which will feature the tantalizing Turian in his iconic swimsuit wear. Don't ask. Uh, If you don't know, you can't afford it. Uh, From there, (laughs) players can add on the Extra Calibration starter pack, which will allow Garrus to start the game with an additional $10,000 in credits and with increased affinity for up to three characters of your choosing. Pretty cool. Now, for a more enhanced experience, you could go up to the Mass Effect Chronicles colon from Garrus with Love colon Galaxy Grind edition which includes all of the above, but also a digital download of the soundtrack and, most importantly, a digital interactive soundboard of all of Garrus's dialogue from the original games and the in this game, including five different inflections of the word shepherd and <laughs> over 20 types of grunts and moans. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Does it have to be there? <laughs> now, for physical media, Todd... For our fans of the collectors out there, we've got the Mass Effect Chronicles colon from Garrus with Love colon Reaper Rave edition, which includes all of the previously mentioned, but all of this in a collectible steelbook cover. Now, that's all great, but where the most value is gonna be found is in the ultimate definitive Mass Effect Chronicles colon from Garrus with Love experience, Mass Effect Chronicles colon from Garrus with Love colon (laughs) Turian Twerk edition. Which we will only offer for a limited time. And we were going to offer a life-size replica of Garrus himself that you can just have. Go on. Do,
1: we, we do whatever you. you want with it.
2: <laughs> Pay the money. We'll even take cash or money order. No one needs to know.
1: Uh, I think uh, a, board, a board member sheepishly raised, raises their hand and asks yeah. Andrew... How anatomically correct is this life-size Garrus? Uh I think their actual question is how how lifelike is this doll? How lifelike
2: do you want it to be? Sir? I don't. I
0: this this man has not made eye contact with anyone but you since yeah. you started talking. I'll I'll,
3: I'll I'll Venmo you. You can Venmo me later. Discreetly packaged and shipped right to your door. <laughs> So we live in a
0: nightmare. Uh. Armed guards are now <laughs>
1: carrying Andrew out of the
0: room. <laughs> oh my god. Um well what we've done here today is a crime on in some places but but we we do have to choose one of your selections. This is why we don't three. revisit topics. Top. <laughs> yeah, you, because we fished out the good answers in the first round and now we're, <laughs> Now we're just we're skimming the slime out of the bottom. All right, so here's the deal. We do have to choose one of you but and we're we're going to get there, but we do have one remaining question. So we need to forecast. We need to forecast big profits here. So let's play pretend your game obviously has become the best seller of Q4 2022 without a question. Fast forward a year. We are one year later and we are getting ready to close out our E3 showcase with a surprise trailer announcing the sequel for your MPC's game. I need you to describe the announcement video that leaks and takes the internet by storm. And I will take that answer after this break.
2: I'm Aubrey.
3: I'm Dennis. And I'm Johnny.
2: Every other Tuesday, we take
0: an in-depth and humorous look at different comic books.
1: We're talking indie comics. Capes and cows.
0: And everything in between.
1: Graphic Novel Explorers Club is available on
0: all
3: platforms. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts,
0: and be sure to tell your friends if you have any. All right, so you all, um, we we offered you ten minutes to leave the room. None of you left. Andrew actually didn't blink <laughs> uh, the whole time. <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll just have you. We'll give you each um, some time to share your answer. Again, we are asking. When we close out our showcase next year and we, we release this trailer for your game sequel, what does that announcement
1: video look like? And, and just paint that picture for us. Go ahead, Kyle. All right, Todd. So the video opens on a shot of a counter with the background blurry, like a, a coffee counter with the blurry background. And you hear the hustle and bustle of a busy cafe. You see, you know, blurry shapes moving through the background as they prepare orders and get coffee together. You see a a feathered hand set a coffee cup out of focus on the counter, and you hear, <laughs> with the closed caption, order for Isabella on the counter. And then that hand comes back <laughs> into frame and turns the coffee cup around, revealing the Brewster's Cafe logo on the coffee cup. The din raises the, the, the cacophony of of a busy cafe gets louder and louder as the screen fades to black and brewster's billions (laughs) flashes across the screen september 2024
0: can i get your your uh animalese one more time please kyle
1: yep there you
0: go pretty good that's pretty good Mm. I, I'm also visualizing like a coffee cup getting turned around, and just a bunch of nerds in the audience just screaming because yeah. that's the way oh, that yeah. all of these end up
1: going. Yep, that's exactly it. Was that's the reveal, and then you get the audience. The audience reacts to uh, all three Spider-Man noise un- under it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, Matt, what about you? Yeah. So
3: it's gonna start on a black screen, and then text is gonna appear, and it will say, "I fear the day." that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. Albert Einstein. And then we'll flash cut to some real-life video and images of the surveillance state in the United States. Then, boom, black screen. Another quote pops up. Technology is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. Christian Lois Lang. And then, boom, another smash cut of people using self-driving cars and maneuvering, following the footpath in front of them without ever looking away from its phone. And then bang, black screen. And finally, another quote, the potential benefits of artificial intelligence are huge. So are the dangers. Dave Waters. And then bang, smash cut, drawbridges raising with cars on top of them, elevators plummeting to the ground for screaming, chaos, black screen, text, genetic life form and disk operating system, colon, keeping in line lovable characters has always meant better enduring realities, colon, total world order. Or for short, GLaDOS, Kill Chamber, two
2: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's really good total world order i like it <laughs> thanks I like it. this is this is a fun bit
0: i mean it started with us finding out glados is an acronym and it just went yep it kept going i got one bit yeah
2: one bit uh speaking of committed to it so so, mass effect was such a such a landmark uh piece of as you start talking
0: everyone started standing up and then they noticed you weren't going to start please stop talking please everybody he's shouting
1: this outside the lobby he's not (laughs) Not not everyone off premises
2: please i beg you keep your shirts off for the rest of the (laughs) presentation so Mass Effect was such a like a touchstone, a cultural touchstone of the late 2000s. And we really wanted to just double down on that on that late 2000s nostalgia bomb when, you know, frankly, the world was a better place or seemed to be a better place. So we're going (laughs) to lean into that by drawing upon inspiration from another late 2000s cultural touchstone. And that's Twilight. So what we're going (laughs) to (laughs) do.
1: I didn't see that one coming. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, you didn't. I got one bit. So uh, so what's going to happen is Garrus is going to get a distress signal from Earth. So he's going to travel to Earth and uh Garrus he's going to find a, a a team of werewolves fighting a team of sexy sparkly vampires. And uh, it's going to be your call if he sides with the with the werewolves or the vampires in this sequel titled An American Werewolf in Garrus. Shut up, oh. Andrew. God damn it. <laughs> He can't, really <laughs> he can't keep getting away
0: Everybody with this.
2: He can't keep getting away with this. Everybody keep your shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's oh dancing, we're all greased up. <laughs> everyone's everyone's so slimy.
0: The audience in the room when this
1: trailer <laughs> drops, there is a smell. Oh yeah. There is
0: a smell unlike yeah. you cannot even think of. Oh you no, Todd. I maybe...
1: I've been to Magic the Gathering tournaments. I can imagine <laughs> the smell. It's sweatier. <laughs> Uh, all right, um,
0: we have to make some choices, uh, before you do, because we are contractually obligated to ask this question, uh, go ahead and pitch us your closing statements as to why your NPC should be picked up for this project.
1: And I guess these future projects as well. What do you get when you take fun, cooperative time management gameplay and mix it with one of the most addictive substances on the planet, Todd? Brewster's millions. Todd, how good would it feel to play God? How good would it feel to play God
3: as a robot? You can play God as a robot with GLaDOS.
2: Todd, imagine playing all of the best parts of Mass Effect without any of the actual boring ass gameplay getting in the way. You can just date all the people. You don't have to worry about the Reaper threat, you don't have to worry about Michael Douglas. You just have fun with your friends. (laughs) Specifically Michael Douglas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the impending threat of Michael Douglas, yes. Yes. Is Michael Douglas the actor, a voice in Mass Effect 2? Is that the joke? That's the joke. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just hang out with your buds, party in in space, and bang some aliens. Well, my (laughs) friends
0: that I do this podcast with, We've got to we got to make some choices here. And while uh, while I answer a lot of questions uh, about what half the words were that Andrew said to these old men in this conference room, um, go ahead and circle up
1: and give each other some good vibes. Matt, you did a very good making GLaDOS the, the hero villain, the hero villain of a game where you play God. And that sounds very fun. And I would like that game very much, please. And you also did very good with the um, acronym everything in your game bit, which was, I'm sure, challenging and fun and good. And Andrew, I have nothing to say to you. (laughs) Except that. Yeah, Kyle, your game feels like a game that exists.
3: I'm shocked your game does not exist. I really like... Cooking Mama games, or not Cooking Mama games, uh, Overcooked games, because I like things that inch couples closer to divorce, and I think your game captures that energy. And Andrew, I have nothing to say to you.
2: I, I also accept that.
3: Kyle, I
2: I first saw Brewster's Millions when it was played in, uh, in syndication on in Comedy Central in the middle of a Tuesday, and I don't know why, but I think about that movie a lot. And I'm just really appreciate that you brought up Brewster's Millions <laughs> today because I don't know who that's for, <laughs>
1: other than you and me. It's for us. <laughs> it's for the two of us.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. because in, unless you are a lot older than us, unless you watched Comedy Central <laughs> regularly on Tuesday afternoons in the in the early 2000s, you've probably not seen Brewster's nope. Millions. <laughs> And I really, I really like that you tied that into uh, Brewster, who is a lovable character from Animal Crossing. And uh, that, it was super fun. And, and all the things that Matt said. Matt, uh, thank you for all the acronyms. I really do appreciate a good acronym. It's something that I've spent more than enough time in our D&D podcast thinking of acronyms. <laughs> and I just genuinely pre- appreciate like the artistry of a good acronym. So well done, both of you, my very best friends, Matt and Kyle. Who would never ever ever say anything bad about me. Anyway, we can move on. So <laughs> <laughs> man, all right. Well, I'll I'll drop
0: out of the bit here for a quick second. You all three made things that <laughs> I'm surprised don't exist in some capacity. Like we we've made the joke that Kyle's game should exist. I think that based upon the foundation that Matt set of the 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 people that grew up chucking their lemmings into the void or drowning their Sims characters or launching roller coasters without finished tracks. Those kids all grew up to play Portal. They want to do that some more. And Andrew, there are parts of the internet made specifically off of everything that
1: you talked about today. If Mass Effect had wrapped in like the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. the game would exist. Like, it, it just, it would yeah. have existed then.
2: I'm pretty sure it's a game you can find using a Tor browser.
1: <laughs> yeah. What you've described,
0: it, granted, with, like, much different graphics, uh, existed on new grounds at some point, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. You just copy and pasted from Archive of Our Own. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. So we do have to go with what's going to sell. And so what's going to sell, what's going to do big... And because of that, we are going to go with Kyle's game. Kyle's game is the one that will sell. It'll <laughs> it'll put the butts in the seats. We do want to give some some honorary mention to what you did, Matt. We loved what you did. We think it has legs. Um, M- Mr. Henderson, can you please sit down for
1: a second? The, the, <laughs> Mr. Henderson, please put your pants back on. Can you please put I, your shirt
2: back on? <laughs> I have one thing to say, and I would like to say hard disagree. <laughs>
0: we are aware there is a culture... Of, of people that are interested in your game um you will need to cancel the 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 real doll garrus orders
2: we <laughs> that is a crime in most countries don't worry i will send three of the board members their life-size <laughs> garrus as they have asked and that will be free of charge as a gift for today's meeting thank you and
1: goodbye a car pulls up and like a bunch of like ripped ripped guys with garris Mm -hmm. matt like heads start climbing out and andrew like shoes them away like no get back in the car it didn't
0: work (laughs) well this was a mistake hey thanks for listening to debate this if uh you can follow along with the arguments on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com just like npcs are the best part of a video game we love our listeners are the best part of making this show every week if you like what you hear in our feed and you want to support this nerdy escape away from the horrors of the world around us for as little as $5 a month, then check us out at patreon.com slash debatethiscast. Until
3: next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Matt. My favorite acronym is ACAB. Cole. And I'm Andrew garris Bueller's Day Off Henderson. <laughs> that's and a we're good one. That's, <laughs> that's really,
0: really good. good. <laughs> And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing set, Mr. Nerds.